Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast and we're back discussing the Senior Championship this week along with Paddy Savage once again and we look forward to the Senior Championship semi-finals that take place over the weekend. Um, first up with Mahari against Pierce Oaks that takes place on Saturday in the Athletic Grounds at 7pm and that's live on Armagh TV and on Sunday it's Cross McLean and Cleve. Um, that's also in the Athletic Grounds at 5.30pm and of course, it's on Armagh TV as well. So, Paddy, two interesting games to look forward to. And I know we'll get into picking them apart here soon. But um, two good semi-finals that we'll certainly be looking forward to. Okay, well, look, once you get the semi-finals, uh, Sean, you know, your you'll, you'll teams that have that made, their, made their way through two knockout rounds, um, they're all good sides. You know, they wouldn't be there if they weren't. Um, noticeable probably that they're all 1A teams. You know, I know we're talking about this at the back at the start before the first round, you know, I made that comment, you know, look, there's, there's a reason the teams are in 1A that are there, and there's a reason the teams that are, are in 1B are there, um, and, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a massive surprise to anybody that it's, it's more 1A teams that have come through there in the latter stages, albeit that, um, you know, the likes of Madden and Clan Aaron were very, very unlucky um, not to get to it, so, yeah, look, two good games to, to look forward to, um, interesting teams in their in their own right, and for you, know, you, a lot of teams here sort of coming from different perspectives, um, you know, and maybe different part, different parts of the development. We'll probably particularly get on that when we're talking about you know Clevey, um, who've done a bit of a revelation. But yeah, look, really looking forward to the games. You know, it's all coming thick and fast now, and uh, you know, it's hard, hard to believe we're actually you know it was only two or three weeks since we started kicked off, but. Uh, and that first game um, on Saturday night, Paddy, that's where we're going to start. It's Mahari against Pierce Oaks. And I suppose Clevey drew the short straw in the semi-finals um, when they were drew against Cross McGlend. And when you're looking at it, Clevey, Mahari and the Oaks, when they were waiting for the draw, you just wanted to avoid Cross McGlend because you have a better chance to get to the final. And I'm not writing off Clevey yet and we'll get on to the Clevey and Cross game. But Mahari and the Oaks, this is a great chance to get to the final. Um, obviously, Mahari have been there before in 16 and 17, um, they've won one in 16 and they were beat in 17. The Oaks haven't been there from 2012, but they've hung on to a lot of that team and a lot of the team that won the championship in 2009, Alex the Duffies, um, Mark Cullen, Chris Raverty, Jared Barton, they're all still hanging about, Connor Clark, um, and of course you have the added bonus this year of Shane McConville. And he's taken that experience with them and he's got them to the semi-final stage that they haven't been in eight years. And obviously, the last time Shane McConville was involved in a semi-final, he was in charge of Mahari. So that's maybe just an interesting subplot that everybody sort of knows about. And a couple of weeks ago, these sides met in the league. And we sort of talked about the effect of Shane McConville being over the Oaks and knowing Mahari so well. Um, and it's, it maybe has no effect on the players. But the, the only impact it would maybe have is McConville knows the Mahari players so well. He knows what makes them tick. He knows what, what style they like. And he can sort of counteract that with that team. Would that be fair to say, Paddy? Yeah, um, it, it, it is surely. He knows Mary inside out. There, there's some new players, but they're not a team that's changed massively uh, a couple of years since he's since he's gone. Um, it's funny though, just when you make that comment, Sean, about you won the white cross and you get in the final. But you know, you know, when both those teams beat Cross, um, or beat Pierce Oaks, case it's a, it's a long time ago now. It's eleven years. Um, 
Mahari at three. You know, it, it was catching them before the final. You know, anytime cross up and beaten, um, it's been you know either semi final or quarter final. Um, so that you know comes into it a wee bit that uh, you know probably this idea that if you're on a cast cross, that, you know you might be able to do it before the final. I don't know, um, but look, uh, obviously cross are, are overwhelming favourites for the for the whole championship. On the Shane McConville thing, um, look, I suspect it's something that he probably doesn't want to hear a whole pile about. Um, in the sense that you know, I'm sure he's a lot of very good memories with that. Uh, with that Mahari team, you know, they did obviously got the you know, won that championship in sixteen, so close again in seventeen, probably might you know, arguably should have had the game put the game beyond the reach of Harps in the first half and uh, then were just hit with a couple of soccer punch goals. Um but, you know, look, I think um there has been obviously there's a fair bit of talk about things, you know, things um, up in Mahari for him and you know, that happens, you know, look the the reality is, no matter how successful you are, uh, Sean, that the you know the average stint of a of a senior club manager um, is you know tends to be that four or five seasons. Um, there's not too many managers over teams, you know, for ten years or whatever. Like it just doesn't really happen. So eventually, you know, there'll be a there'll be an one way or the other. I think the single biggest thing that I would say about Shane McConville is that he's an outstanding manager, um, no matter who he's um, up against. Um, and look, you know, the motivation for both teams is getting to the final and being, you know, 60 minutes away from winning the championship, and that's probably going to be the, you know, the focus. Um, but the, look, the Shane McConville thing's interesting. There's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no uh, point in denying that. Um, and yeah, look, we we just wait and see what happens. Obviously, as you say, he's an outstanding manager. I don't know the man personally. But having talked to a few of the Oaks boys, you know, the thing that everybody says about him is he keeps it so simple. And that's, you know, when you're talking about a great manager, you know, you look at them, maybe good tactics or, you know, man management or whatever it is. He keeps it so simple is, is what all the Oaks boys have been saying. So um, you'd imagine this week he'll, he'll not change his approach. And these sides have met this year, Paddy, and as we say, the met in the leagues. And the Oaks won that game one ten to ten points, and I don't know if that'll. That's a couple of weeks ago. It was maybe the second round of the league, I think. Um, it probably is no effect now. Um, on the two teams, you know, maybe boys coming back in different positions, tactics maybe changed a bit. It it won't have any effect this week, will it? No, oh, I wouldn't say so at all. You know, sure. It's pretty hard to even remember what happened in those games. You know, they seen that long ago, even though they're probably only four or five weeks, but. Uh, no, I mean this is our third championship match. You know the focus, focus for the last month has been on on championship. And I look, I, I just don't think if, you know, except that maybe you know if I don't know wasn't that the games. We don't know exactly how it went, but you know if, if Mahari or say picking up, well here's how here's how Tears did us damage in that game. Um, and maybe individual, you know, want to say I don't think a result gives us anything. You know, gives any indication who's going to win. But in saying that, I'm sure both teams have been looking you know, over the last four times. have been looking back at the video to try and see what they can pick up tactically. It, it, you know, it has maybe has an impact in that in that way, but you know, I don't think the fact that the you know, the Oaks got the better of that uh, match by a goal is going to be at all reflective of what's going to um, happen on, on Saturday evening. 
And Mahari, obviously, the motivation this year. They made it to the semi-final stage last year and were pretty low par against um, against Cross and Glenn. They were knocked out, I think it was was it 2-8 till 7 points or something. Uh, just trying to think back, but I think they only scored a point in the first half. So, obviously, a huge motivation for Mahari this week will be to redeem themselves from that. But they've been pretty below, below par so far this year. Um, beat Drummond Hay by four in the first round. And, you know, you could say just limp past Clannard and they were probably... Clannard was probably the best team in that quarterfinal. So, Mahari, you can either see it, they're not in great form, or they've got to the stage not playing particularly well, but they're here and they could showcase their talents maybe on Saturday night. Yeah, well, look, the one thing you can definitely say um, is that they're going to have to prove. I don't think that either of the performances they put in so far, um, and I was, you know, a commentator in both those games, is going to be good enough on Saturday evening. Well, I suspect they also know that. It's um, and tea, it was game played Saturday evening, it was absolutely, it was roast and warm, it was real difficult. It was a, it was a game was played sort of in the middle of the afternoon, really, really high temperatures, and gave them seemed to have a lot of life in it. Form obviously last year they come up from Division One B, winning the league. Um, they're now up. They're obviously contending in the in the Division One A league this year. They're sitting fourth at the minute. Um, this year they in the championship they've obviously um they beat Madden the last day out and they've beat Cully Hanna. They'd never say day attitude was something I suppose we're going to touch on from that Madden game. You know Madden maybe should have that game one two or three times. But the Oaks kept plugging away and kept coming back. And for a team, you know, maybe a criticism of them is they have no standout forward that's going to kick six or seven points for them again. But they did score, what was it, 18 points against Madden. So they're putting up they're putting up good scores. And um, just last weekend they beat their rivals, the Harps, um, in, in the league. So they're coming into this party. They're not short in confidence. They've beaten the likes of, you know, the Harps, um, Madden, obviously, the push Body McNabb close in the league. They've beat Mad- Mahari in the league, sorry. So they're coming in here knowing that they can contend at this level and that they'll be full of confidence. Oh, definitely. Well, you see, the thing, you know, 
you know, the one thing I'll say about you know, Pierce Rogues is that a lot of their players must be just so delighted at the way things are things have gone for them over the past two seasons because say two seasons ago they were in a difficult enough position. They weren't really competitive in the championship. They were in one B and the legs here sort of Paul Duffy's and your Ando Duffy's were probably thinking, look, you know, my chances you know, that their chances of playing in those big, big games were maybe gone, you know, in semi-finals and finals, because that just wasn't where they were at all. But Shane McConville's come in, he's given them a new lease of life. I have absolutely no doubt that they think they're as good as any other team in the um, in the county. Um, you know, the, 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 the Harps game last week, I wouldn't read a whole pile into because um, I, I, I'm trying to remember the results off the top of my head across played Calivi. Um, but, you know, it would be a massive, massive advantage to have been a team that's still in the championship in that round of league fixtures and was really, really focused compared to teams that are coming off, you know, coming off um, losing the championship and then trying to reset. You know, the O's, they're not necessarily a young team, you know, but they're, they're a reinvigorated team. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're no doubt looking that, this is this little window they have with Shane McConville is giving them a chance to do something that they maybe thought they wouldn't be doing as quickly. Um, you know, contending the latter parts of the um, championships, so they'll be really, really keen to make a count. Sean, you sort of touched on him there, um, Paddy Stephen Cusick from um, Mahari. He didn't start the last day out again, Clanner, and he only he come on and then had to be tucked back off again. So, um, something maybe that's going to have an impact this week is impact subs that had the opposite effect you know bringing on one of your star men and having to take him back off maybe drains energy instead of giving it to a team well the likes of Connor Clark he came on against Madden for the Oaks and kicked I think it was five points albeit freeze but he won a couple himself won a mark and scored it so this game impact subs is going to be important this is going to be you would imagine a tight game both teams is going to shut down their defences and it's going to be tight, and these impact subs are going to be huge for each team coming into the end of the game, and maybe if it happens, pushing into extra time. Uh, yeah, well, you know, de- definitely, um, particularly if it goes to extra time. Uh, the Stephen Cusick thing, um, yeah, look, you know, when Mario were at their best, you know, back into you know, 16 and 17, he was club player of the year. Um, so 17, wasn't it? Uh, the second year that was the final. Um, you know, he is you know, that drive and run and that inspiration coming from the fence um, is really, really important. Uh, and as you say, if somebody comes on and then you're looking to them and then they have to come off again, you know, it, it, you know everybody knows is looking there, but that's, that's, not what we, that's not what we intended to happen. Um, so, you know, to say now, Sean, that the most important thing is the team that finishes. Um, you know, nearly as opposed to the team that starts, and you know, just going to bring on somebody the quality of, of Connor Clark and you know, getting scores that's going to be a massive advantage. And obviously, a big thing this week will be the matchups, Paddy. And one thing we touched on before the Pierce Ogle Madden game was how they were going to deal with the likes of Nell Grimley, which they've done so successfully this week. They face a, a similar challenge in James Lavery, and um, obviously. His retention from kickouts is the big thing. Um, he's been probably the best midfielder in Armagh club football for whatever the last six or seven years, maybe more. Um, so their matchups are going to be key. You could see maybe change. Uh, Vincey Brady could maybe come out on him. Ando Duffy maybe there. Chris Ralverde. Um, but also Mahari have forwards that need to watch. You mentioned them. The two Falkers. 
you have Brian Fox there, um, David Lavery at centre half forward. So the matchups are going to be key. And the Oaks, uh, they have Sean Sutton back, who's back from suspension. He missed the last day. Um, so a lot to be thinking about this week, Paddy, for Shane McConville and Finney and Moriarty. And matchups is going to be something we'll touch on in the Cross and Clevey game as well. But they're of huge importance. You know, Aidan Falker, who he didn't have a great game against Clannern. But as we said, he only needed a split second and he got he got his side back into the game. So who's going to pick him up? Do you see Sean Sutton maybe coming straight back in and picking him up? Or do you see maybe Vincey Brady dropping back into full back to mark him? Or how, how do you see the matchups going for this one? Yeah, Sean Sutton probably makes more sense deal. I don't think the Pierce Oaks will want uh, Vinny Brady playing too close to his own goal in a man marking role because he's so important in going forward. That midfield one that you mentioned with James Lavery, James, I mean, you're 100% right. He is the, um, he's been the best midfielder in Armagh for the last six or seven years. But in terms of the threat that Grimley, uh, Neil Grimley would have posed, you know, probably at this stage of their respective careers, um, you know, Neil. You know, Nile is probably more of a, a t- you know, attacking threat, getting getting from uh, you know, up and down the field. Um, and in terms of G- you know, James, I suspect the big thing that um, uh, you know, the big thing that Pearson is going to want to do is uh, you know, one, not let him uh, catch the ball clean from kickouts, uh, particularly from from Maher kickouts. Particularly if they're going well, because if, if Maher, particularly if you know, Pearson are going well. When Mahri in trouble, they will look to James to you know, to catch the ball to get them primary possession. And then I suppose the other thing they'll maybe want to try and do as well is not let James dictate the game because he likes sort of you know sitting behind if Mahri are pressing, you know, and maybe a team you know, a team set up very defensively in front of them. James will tend to sort of stay in the centre, pick out passes, try and direct the play. Um, on you know, I suspect that maybe uh, they also want to try and put pressure on them when they're doing that. Obviously, you touched on it, Paddy, and it's such a big thing nowadays for um, possession retention is the kickouts. And is it as simple as saying that this week we're just going to see two different styles? Mahari's going to drive it long and the Oaks is going to go short? Yeah, it is that simple. Sorry, I don't mean to be facetious, but uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, Pierce Oaks want to get the ball out short. Uh, you know, that's what Ryan Kearney wants. He's very, very quick with the kickouts. Um, you know he is gonna he is gonna want to um, you know pick, um, pick those balls off where he can, and then they'll play that you know that hand passing game up the field, um, and that is what the Oaks will almost certainly do. And Mahri are gonna want to utilise their strength, uh, which is the middle of the field. You know they're not now. Look, they definitely do miss Ben Greeley, uh, no doubt about it. But they still have you know some really excellent fielding ability there, um, and, and they're gonna use that. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Now, maybe you'll get on to your friend, uh, your friend, Primac, uh, 
performs now, so I don't know if he can give us uh, he give us average length length of kick out. Um, at you know maybe an Armagh TV at half time or full time because it'd be it'd be an interesting one to uh, be an interesting one to compare at the end of the game, wouldn't it? And we know Ryan Kearney, I think he got ninety five percent um kick out retention against Modern um and all going short basically. I think the one he went long he lost, so um I think it I agree with Potty, it is as simple as saying the Oaks are just gonna go short and continue to do what has been working for them and they would be right to do that obviously. Um so with every championship game Potty we go for predictions. Um I'm maybe gonna tip the underdog here and just see the Oaks maybe getting through it. Um obviously experience is key and recent experience will go to Mahari obviously, but the Oaks have a lot of experience there of championship winners and championship contenders and I sort of rattled them off earlier on. But there's these young fellas too that are coming through, they're hungry and Shane McConnell's leading them. I think everything's just going well for the Oaks. There's a feel good factor around the team, around the club. So I'm just going to tip them to reach the final for the first time since 2012. But obviously, um, I could be wrong with that. Mahari will have something to say about that. But who do you think goes through, Potty? Look, there's a tough one because I don't think there's much between them at all. Definitely wouldn't surprise me um, if it was a draw. You know, went into extra time. Um, both teams went to extra time the last day. So wouldn't completely surprise me if you're scurrying towards the back of the... Uh, the goals at the athletic grounds um, <laughs> at about uh, half eight on Saturday evening. Uh, I, I always think it's toss for kind. Um, I think I definitely don't think there'll be more than a score at the end. Both teams went to extra time. Um, I don't maybe you know, maybe the Oaks, but like that is the, the least confident of, uh, of of shouts. I just think it's going to be a very very tight game, um, and you know there won't be more than a point or two between them. And it is it is as hard as that to call, isn't it? Um, when you're looking at it, um, from the outside here, it is so difficult. That they're two equally matched teams, both with a great fighting chance of getting through to this final. Um, but maybe the next game, Sunday's game, also on Armagh TV, of course, it's maybe a wee bit easier to call, Paddy. But Cross McGlynn and Clevey, it's fair to say they're the two best performing teams we've seen in the senior championship this year. Definitely, hundred percent. You know, Cleavy were revelation. They've been excellent. Um, you know, they showed a real bit of grit and determination against Grange to with thirteen men to to get into extra time and then they showed the quality. It was not the game but the you know, they pulled away at the end of extra time, you know, so it's not as though things have gone easy for them. Um and then against Harps, you know, that was sort of their, their breakout performance, you know, where they really announced themselves that, you know, look, you know, we are a team, we're a serious team serious contenders uh, in the senior championship and, te- and intend to be for the next uh, the next few seasons. So I'm sure things things in Kalimi are I'm sure people are really really positive about it. It's, it's great for them too because uh, you know did a difficult um, did a difficult few weeks there or a couple certainly difficult week or so uh, just at the start of the season there. Probably a lot of nonsense being talked about on social media too. Just when they had did all that that difficulty with the um, with the, you know, the whole COVID stuff and that, but that that went really, really well. They were really clear in their communication. Um, the, you know, the chairman was making specific statements, standing up, showing leadership, uh, which I thought you know I was really impressed with the way they dealt with that as a club. And you know, because they were you know they were the first team in Armagh to have to deal with it, it was always going to be the most difficult one. So look, really good sides. Um, 
know, Cross has a they're the benchmark in Armagh football. They look to be as good as ever this year. It's hard to judge, to be honest, um, because you know they've had things almost completely their own way after the first 10, 15 minutes of both those games uh, against Silverbridge and Mullaban. So it's hard to just um, really know where Cross are, and that's maybe the the advantage, you know, the biggest advantage Cleavy have going into the game is that they've been in the, they've been in the white heat of battle, looked in a very difficult position against Grange with the 13 men, they've gone in against the Harps, season championship team, they've gone as underdogs in the one, so they've come through that, whereas Cross have you know, just had things completely their own way, really. Um, but have looked good doing that. Um, on the league game, Polly was talking about the Oaks and Mahari took place a couple of weeks ago at Levnoa Fact this weekend. Cross and Clevey met seven days ago, so, you know, that's going to obviously have an effect on, maybe you know a bit more about it than I do, Potty. I'm not sure, did both teams take strong lineups or did they play to sort of weaken sides? On one hand, not looking to give nothing away, but on the other hand, trying to save boys and, you know, avoid injuries and stuff. So, um, anyway, Cross come out on top of that, 313 to 1-9, and that's either... Motivation for Clevey or a soccer punch that you know they're not this level, so that that is obviously going to have an effect this weekend. I don't know, Sean. To be honest, um, God, I, I, I nearly I just nearly say the opposite that you know, the, what, that the Mary Pearsons game might have some sort of impact as both teams were you know, were looking to win it at the time to get the points. But you know, to my mind, I'm just trying to sort of put the you know if it was my own club or my our own team. If we knew, you know, if we knew from one to night that we're playing such and such a team in the championship in two weeks time and we have them in a league game at the weekend to me that league game becomes completely irrelevant um, you know you'd nearly be doing you know different things I mean and I don't know um, I don't know what strength the teams were but uh, yeah I just think that, that that game would just nearly become irrelevant because nobody's going to want to be showing their hand um, and you know Cross would maybe have like, more seasons or maybe have stayed to go to both have big squads, but yeah, I just wouldn't cut anything that game at all because I just think that once once the teams knew they were playing each other the following week in the championship, that league game becomes just a complete distraction and not something that we're focusing on at all. I think that was the predicament maybe that Clevey were in last week. Um, do you go out for that league game and you know don't show your hand, keep your best man on the line, and just don't care what the result is, or do you go out and try to win that game and? You know, give the team confidence that they can actually beat Cross McLean. Maybe, maybe you're right, Paddy. It it has no relevance at all. Cleveland in that game, it didn't matter what the result was. They're focusing on this Sunday, and I suppose the dilemma for Cleveland this week. Forget about the league game. Going into this championship game, they've got here on playing attacking football. I mean, they scored against the Grange, although it it did go into extra time, of course. But they put up a good score. They scored two fifteen. The last day out, they get 17 points. It's impossible to think that they're going to go toe-to-toe with Cross McLean this week, go man-to-man, take them on, and try to outscore them. As I said, they've got here playing good attacking football. The thing keeping them back the last couple of years was trying to go defensive, trying to play a blanket defence, and they just they couldn't do it. It just didn't suit their team. So that's the dilemma this weekend. What do you see them doing, Potty? Do you see them going toe-to-toe, or do you see them playing defensive, and trying to keep in the game for as long as possible. Well, I, I definitely don't think they're going to set up the way they did last year. Um, and I suppose just to be fair to them over the last couple of seasons, like that that 
bring them success to a point. That style, you know, it got them, uh, I think they were probably just as defensive back when they won the Intermediate Championship, but certainly sort of 2018-2019, it got them out of 1B, it got them up into the top half of 1A, um, but as sometimes you find, you know, it only, it, it took them so far and then it couldn't take them any further. Um, and, you know, they did have a reasonable run in the Championship in uh, in 18, um, at least, you know, they did win uh, two or three games anyway. Uh so, look, I don't think they're going to go back to that. Um, playing man-to-man and leaving space in front of, of Rain O'Neill um, and Keane McConville you know, isn't exactly an enticing option. So I suspect that they're probably going to maybe drop somebody back, but not to the extent that they'd um, you know, say in 18 and 19. So I just think they're going to try and find some sort of a balance between it because... You can't leave all that space in front of, of Rain O'Neill and Kane McConville. It would be, it'd be sort of suicidal, probably. Um, don't say that, look, you know, Bally McNabb in that league game, though, how much you count them on that league game is probably very, very debatable. But, you know, they did sort of take that chance and were able to get the, you know, utilise the space in front of Jack. But um, I don't think that's, a, you're going to be have a massive uh, bearing at all. Um, so, yeah, probably dropping, you know, some players back at least that they'll have. The point you're making, Paddy, and that's the thing that's sticking out to me. You can't, you can't have all that space in front of Rian O'Neill and expect whoever's marking him to come out and just mark him man to man. There's going to be somebody sitting back there in front of him, whether it be a Jamie Cosgrove, maybe he's sweep back, or you know James Donnelly dropping back from the middle of the field. You know, Cross, we've seen them years ago. They used to do it. They sort of they took a more defensive approach last year. And just if they had a free man, he would drop back as the sweeper. They'd no out and out sweeper, but uh, Comiskey would maybe drop, or the next Alan Farley from midfield would come and drop back and just sit in that hole and not not let any long kick passes come in. Basically, um, it was the simplest of sweeper systems. Whoever's free drops back. Um, but Stephen Kiernan seems to be taking a much more attacking approach, the Cross McGlend approach, the man to man approach. I'm just picturing Clevey maybe getting a sweeper or two back. And the likes of Comiskey or Paul Hughes or even the likes of Aaron Kiernan, them attacking players across McGlynn have in their defence, just pushing up on them and playing. If Clevey want to play with seven defenders, that's okay. Cross will play with seven attackers. That's how they used to play when Stephen Kiernan was on the team. Do you see him taking that approach, Potty? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that, that's perfect summary of it. Look, you know, they have this brand of football that they're comfortable with. Um, and they're going to try and implement it. And look, the thing about it is, uh, Sean, that they have the best forwards uh, in the county, you know. Um, like, you know, I know we made the point in the podcast and the commentary as well. You know, the amount of scores that they had, uh, you know, against, um, against Mullaban. Um, look, I know it's a, it's a big step up then to play Cleavy again, but, you know, basically, you know, I think they're 10 different scorers. Um, you know, you had Mel Boyce jumping in with one two, um, Ryan Kane, Tony Kernan scored a goal, um, Mushy O'Neill scored a couple of points from midfield, you know, then you Kyle Carr came on in the second half and he was brilliant. He didn't get a score but he was, you know, nearly their best forward when he came on because he was just interlinking um, everybody else so well. So they've got so many different you know, that's the problem, you know, when you're playing cross they've got so many different, you know, good players, you can make a plan. Rain O'Neill, um, and even if it works, it doesn't mean that it's going to be enough. 
and I'm trying to think of matchups, Paddy, we're going back to matchups again. And I just, I don't know what sort of role some of the Clevey players are going to play, you know. You have Conor O'Neill there, who is obviously on the Armagh team. He has played cornerback for Armagh in them early stages of the Mechanic Cup and early rounds of the league. But he's a great forward as well for Clevey and has shown that over the last couple of years. So, like, the likes of him, do you see him? Is he going to pick up the likes of Oshin O'Neill? Is he going to go toe-to-toe with him? Is Conor O'Neill maybe the man that's going to sweep and be able to carry the ball forward if they get a turnover? Maybe he's the man that's going to play centre-half forward and link the play from there. They have so many players that are so versatile. And another one is obviously Kieran O'Hanlon. Is he going to sweep and maybe try to break forward? Or is he going to be the link man at centre-half forward? It's so hard to, when you're coming up against Cross McGlenn, and we've talked about this before, Paddy, that they have six forwards that you have to man-mark. There's nobody that you can sort of drop off. And even the likes of Mel Bice there, 1-2 the last day out. Darryl Callahan's only 18. He's come in and he's earned a starting place in that team. You have the two O'Neills. You have Tony Cairn and Cian McConville. You have to mark every one of them. And you, you can't get away from that, Paddy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a tricky one for Clevey because, look, you know, obviously they don't want to win the game. They want to win the championship. Nobody, you know, nobody ever thinks, goes into a game thinking, oh, this is great preparation for next year and the year after. I mean, that's nonsense. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't think they're just going to want to abandon and completely change around the way that they've, you know, that they've got this success this year um, and just completely throw things out the window, you know, just for the sake of one game. You know, they are building something there. Um, so I don't see them making massive you know, tactical changes um, except, the, you know, except for the fact as I said I think they will try to get somebody there in front of, in front of Ray and uh, O'Neill and Cian McConnell I mean the players they have in there you know Donald O'Neill Kyle Mallon Cahar McKinney they're, you know, they're all good defenders I suppose maybe you know yeah, look, matchups are, are important but from a Clevey point of view the big thing that they'll have to focus on is them performing what they'll be saying is look made massive strides this year and what they need to do now is produce their best if they can do that you know, sort of whether it's good enough yet or whether it's not good enough yet they'll probably go off you know happy enough um but you know it, 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 it is just a difficult one you know like i mean as i say i actually think that if it, you know if it had been cleavy we talked about that other game if it had been cleavy against either of those sides i would probably have fancied them even though they'd have been outsiders i think against against Mahari because they have been so good this year you know this is a major major test um, and then there's the acid test for any team that wants to contend in Armagh football yeah it's going to be so difficult Paddy and as we mentioned the matchups and switching positions and tactics and I suppose you're right Clevey don't want to come in here and completely change their game and you know sort of throw themselves off more so than anything and that's evident too with the likes of James Donnelly is obviously one of the standout midfielders as well at club level. You know, you don't want to be sacrificing him to maybe have to go full-back to Mark Ray and O'Neill or something, but it is, it's going to be a headache for the Clevey management, and I suppose this is just, this is the joy of playing cross McLean, isn't it, Paddy, that you have these worries, and I suppose a positive way of looking at it is at least Clevey's there, and they're going to give this their best rattle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you, know, you can always make changes during the game, you know, if things aren't working out, if rain's causing trouble, you can switch James Donnelly back there, maybe, but, yeah, look, these are the problems you want to have, you know, you want to be involved at the end of the, you know, uh, you know at the end of the championship, you know, there's 
there's 12 other teams in Armagh that would love to be looking forward to playing Cross in the semi-final of the championship this weekend, but they're not because they're out. You know, so look, Cross, Cross is the best team in Armagh. Um, they, you know, they're going for three in a row. Um, everybody knows that. Um, they've been really impressive so far, but Cleaver's going to have to go out, try to produce their, their best and see where that takes them. And I don't think either of us going into this game is going to protect Clevey Potty and I think similar maybe to Silverbridge and Mullabon the best we can hope for is that the push Cross McGlenn the whole way. Yeah, well look, Cross McGlenn are I think they're the one to five or whatever. Uh, really, um, yeah, I think Clevey will cause them more trouble for longer in the game than, uh, than Silverbridge and Mullabon managed. Um, can't say anything else other than the Cross are favourites and are definitely the definitely the most likely winners. Yeah, we both definitely have to agree that we're tipping Cross and Glend. Um, same as usual there. So, um, Paddy, yeah, look forward to the, a good weekend. And I'll get talking to you then, hopefully next week again, and we'll discuss all the action from the two semi-finals. Thanks very much for joining us, Paddy. Brilliant, Sean. Thanks so much for having me on. Slips inside.